Welcome to the Christian Life Coach Collective. I'm your host and coach, Lauren Malone, and I'm here to help you become the hero of your own story and learn to be a guide to others. Whether you're a life coach in any niche or you want to become one, or you're just listening in so you can self-coach to lead your own life well, this podcast is here to serve you. I'm super excited to walk with you into your calling and help you create a wonderful legacy for your life. So let's jump in to today's episode. Hey friends, just thinking, I'm out and about and I'm thinking about all of the things I really love doing at Christmas that move my heart. Over the years, we don't have a lot of traditions because we have moved so many times and I don't like, I don't even have collected Christmas tree ornaments, like not a lot of them. And if I have any, they are from recent years, not from the past 20 years. And I don't know if my kids feel a loss in that or not. They haven't really said, <laughs> I haven't asked, I'm not gonna, but I'm thinking what, what are the traditions that I love? the things that move my heart, the things I think make me um, feel like, oh my goodness, that is my favorite thing to do, you know? I, I so look forward to it. And I was thinking, there's actually two. Well, okay, let's say three. What The first one is actually with my family. And it's just on Christmas Eve Everybody gets a new pair of pajamas that I've already washed so we can wear them that night. And no, they're not Christmas pajamas. But they're just really comfy winter pajamas anybody can use. So I like efficient and it has to be like essential. So, um, And then we also get a new game, something that we can all play. Uh, our son usually comes into town and you know, we could just all get together and play a new game, learn something new, or just have a game night. And this year, I think we're going to start doing like a drop-in. We're just going to make it so that anybody who is looking for a place to be can come to our house and just hang out and play a game or eat something with us. And we just are gatherers, so we've always been the people who bring people who don't know each other together. We have always been the people who, yeah, just tell everybody we meet, hey, come over <laughs> to our house. And sometimes we do like a worship night. Sometimes it's just food. Sometimes it's um, parties. And I don't know, what, like, what could you do like that? Is there something that you could do? Maybe you don't like opening your house the way that we do, but that's okay. Like, is there a way that you could gather people? There's a lot of people out there who don't have a place to be. And you might even think a lot of those people are too busy to respond to your invitation. Generally, I, I think even though we are busy at this time of year, a lot of us feel alone. A lot of people feel like, man, there's just, this is supposed to be a fun season and a, a holiday season, but like there's no parties, there's nowhere to go, there's nothing to do, nobody invites me, or I'm the one always inviting. Listen, I'm all, I am the one always inviting, I promise you. It's been that way for such a long time. <laughs> we rarely get invited places, but it's not personal. Generally, I think 
we just get, especially in the Western world and especially in America and especially in certain regions and bigger cities, it is not a small town front porch situation where people drop in anymore. That's just not the life we live in, right? And I love that. I miss that. I love people just dropping in and saying, hey, but I don't live in like the town, the city that I grew up in. I haven't known any of these people for decades. I've lived where I live for two years now. I moved here during the middle of a pandemic. I, We didn't meet anybody for a very long time. We're just now starting to kind of make deeper friendships. Most everybody has been like in the outer circle, but that's okay. Most people are in the outer circle and only a few of your people fit into your inner circle. How could you become a way maker and partner with God and look like him because he's the way maker, right? How could you look like the way maker by being a way maker for all the people out there who don't really have places to be, especially like the Bible says that God sits the lonely in families and he meets the needs and takes care of the widows and the orphans. Well, I want you to expand your vision about what that means. Lonely, setting the lonely in families doesn't just mean somebody who doesn't know anybody or like somebody who just moved here and doesn't have any family yet. No, the lonely are you and me and they look just like us. They are us sometimes at different seasons. And how could you go find the ones and ask Holy Spirit to show you who's lonely right now? Who could use like an invitation to coffee? Who could use uh, not just, hey, let's to get together, but what are you doing Tuesday at 10? Like real intentional connection and relationship. And it doesn't have to become your best friend, but I started Sterling and Stone mentoring my business because I believe in the one. I believe in meeting the one in front of us and mentoring them in any form or fashion, the way that we can right now. And we only have maybe five or 10 minutes with somebody, the one right in front of us. Sometimes we have an hour. Sometimes they're gonna be in front of us consistently and we have more time to develop a relationship and so into them. When we, in our uh, our ministry, Crisis Response International, the nonprofit we've had for 15 years, we do a lot of, you know, we do relief work. And sometimes the one that's right in front of me on a deployment is only there for the amount of time I can pass them a plate of food and and just, just have a minute to hug them, if not, you know, literally, physically, hug their soul and just give them a little love, give them a little squeeze, right? Well, there's a lot of people in the world right now who could use your hug, your soul squeeze, so to speak. <laughs> Let's just make that a thing, okay? Everybody needs a soul squeeze here and there. So that's one thing that I love doing, and I extend this party. I love parties. I'm a party thrower. And I've usually in the past several years, I've thrown a party once, maybe every three months. I generally do a ladies only party because honestly, we just don't have enough reason to get dressed up, go somewhere, laugh, have fun. I keep it cheap. I make it so that everybody brings something to share. It doesn't have to be super fancy doesn't have to be a lot, but if I can do things like that more often, if everybody pitches in, 
at Christmas time, the way we change it is we sing some, um, you know, kind of like worship songs and we do a white elephant exchange, 10 bucks. So everybody brings like something to share food and drink. And then everybody brings a $10 white elephant gift. Now I invite all of the women in my life. And it's hard to get everybody to come because it's Christmas time. People are out of town. They have friends and family, whatever they're doing, other parties. But I don't care if I only get, you know, eight people to come. If they show up, they needed to show up. They wanted to show up. And it doesn't matter if none of them have ever met each other. Sometimes the parties, like everybody shows up. I got 25 or 30 people. <laughs> and when we do White Elephant, it is insane because strangers are stealing things from other strangers and it is the funniest thing. I love it. It just opens the world up. It gives us a reason to laugh. You know, if you heard that episode about like how to stimulate, you know, and shake up that vagus nerve that makes you feel so good, that belly laughing, that happens at my parties, at my, my white elephant exchange. Usually it's not the gift. It's the thievery that happens. It's awesome. It's so funny. And these women become friends and then they get invited to the next party and they know each other. And I'm, I love expanding people's, uh, circles. I love giving them reasons to gather and give, giving them reasons to connect. That's literally what Sterling and Stone mentoring was designed to do. And so throw in a party. How can, can you throw a party in January because of the letdown everybody experiences? Like how could you do something that creates hope and something to look for, look forward to in your life and in the lives of others? Um, how can you make that happen for you? Maybe it's a brunch. Maybe it's just inviting a few people over for coffee. Maybe it's um, something like what my husband and I have done around Valentine's Day is we've done like a, a couple's dinner and listen, my parties have dancing. There's always dancing at the end, like not the end, but halfway through I turn on the music. We move all of the furniture. <laughs> I don't care how small the space is and we dance and there's not an option. When you come to my party, you will be dancing. And actually that's on the invitation, bring your dancing shoes because there's just not enough reasons in our lives these days to be dancing. I feel like sometimes I was born in the wrong era. Like I needed to be born uh, maybe in the twenties, you know, I don't know, like sometime when dancing, I don't know ballroom dancing, thank you, but some swing dancing, some fun. So I, I'm, so we do some line dancing. And I think if you just want to throw a line dancing party, please tag me on Instagram or DM me or like show me on Facebook. Cause I want to know, <laughs> I love it. So, Okay, that and then here's my favorite thing, literally my favorite thing ever. And it's actually what spurred me to make this episode today. I was walking, I was well, at my ladies, my Christmas ladies party is tonight. And our regional farmer's market is open every day of the year here. And there's these beautiful women who make these incredible bouquets. Okay, I'm talking about... This bouquet is like, I don't know, I'm looking at it, it's probably two feet in diameter, a foot and a half to two feet in diameter. It's got gladiolas and roses and 
eucalyptus and lilies and some lots of things. I don't know what they're called. Plus pine branches. It is so spectacular for $20. I know where to find the goods. So on my way there, I stopped at a place and got a cup of coffee, a little bit of cream and mug coffee. And I hadn't taken a drink of it yet because it was so hot. And I got to the stoplight right close to the farmer's market. And there was a man there. And, you know, he's got a sign saying he's homeless. And I said, well, would you like a coffee? Yes, thank you. And I said, well, it's, it's a cold day. It's, you know, where I am, it's about 35 to 40 degrees right now. And that's, that's cold for us. So I gave him the coffee, Merry Christmas, and I had to keep going. Um, I don't, you know, we don't have cash on us these days, right? <laughs> I got my, my bank card in my back pocket with my driver's license. That's how we roll. So I get to the farmer's market and I thought that man needs some food. And I thought, oh, wait a minute, it's Christmas time. And what we do at Christmas time, and I had just spaced it, is in the past, I always would give my kids money and, and they would go and they would each pick out, we'd go to Walmart, they'd each pick out a backpack. They would buy a scarf, a pair of gloves, candy bars, um, anything they could find, whatever each one of them felt to put inside that backpack. And we would carry the backpacks around in the car. Plus we put cash in the backpack and a card with like, we would say, we would talk to the person, pray over them in the card for them to read again. Just tell them how God feels about them. And then as we would go, the kids would be like, mom, there's somebody in that parking lot. Can I give my backpack to them? And I can't like I can't tell you it makes me my makes me tear up right now it is my absolute favorite part of Christmas that's not to say we don't do things throughout the year like that but at Christmas there's like this specific goal of finding that one and giving them this Christmas present full of things they need food and warmth and money and they always cry now, there's a couple that are like stoic and try to, oh, thanks, appreciate it, you know, whatever. But I know they cry later. <laughs> you can't be, you can't not be moved by a little girl handing you a backpack full of things you need. When you're, when you lack and you're desperate, you can't not be moved. And sometimes in the past we have what we've done is taken money by Christmas cards write something in each Christmas card and put cash in the Christmas card and keep them in the glove compartment and every time we would see somebody homeless or even just somebody in need we would give them a Christmas card and how could you this year move your own heart and move God's heart by showing up in any small way to the people around you I'm going to tell you what, like this to me is one of the most amazing self-coaching experiences is finding ways to shift your own heart, shift what you are thinking about, shift what you are experiencing and how you feel literally by giving things away. And I'm telling you, it doesn't have to be massive and extravagant. It is as small as maybe the person in front of you or behind you 
you know, buying them a coffee, whoever's next in line in the drive-thru, or go into Walmart, and sometimes you can just tell, like, buying what this person's buying is a struggle for them. What if you just help out? And no, buddy, it is very uncomfortable for people to receive things. I'm going to tell you, get good at it. If you want to be on the receiving end of God's favor, you better get good at receiving and lay down the pride because when you give things to other people and you see that pride pop up, like I don't want to be a charity case or et cetera, find a gracious way to say, I'm not taking pity. Like I am, I'm wanting to serve you right now. It, it moves my heart. It moves God's heart to be able to serve you, whether you need this, you know, free coffee or not, whether you need me to buy your daughter's Christmas presents or not. It moves my heart. I'm not doing this out of pity or charity. I'm doing it because it's, it feels beautiful to me. And I'm going to tell you, it makes me the happiest person during this time of year to be able to see ways I can meet the needs of people around me. No, again, I'm going to tell you, do it all year long, but there is something more specifically special about doing it this time of year when a lot of those people feel alone and left out and abandoned and hopeless. And I love bringing hope. Like you and me, we're hope bringers. Go find somebody to bring hope to find little ways to bring hope to manifest and be like that light of God, be a lighthouse on somebody else's journey, be the miracle that you feel like you never got, go be that for somebody else. It's, it's going to move you. It's going to change you even. And I'm going to tell you this guy, uh, that I met today here, here's a key. When you meet somebody who's, um, down and out or homeless, whatever, ask them what their name is and tell them your name shake their hand, treat them like a respected human being. It is so powerful. And I know it for a fact that it moves people. Like we ended up just having a conversation. It took me 10 minutes to get back into the position I needed to be at a red light so I could talk to this guy. I handed him a bag of apples and oranges and a little bit of cash inside that I had picked up because that's like stuff that can sustain him and, and stay with him for a few days. And I was like, well, you know, what's your name? And of course he's talking like, he, I know he's not from here cause he starts, he's got a Northern accent. He's like, well, you know, I'm, I'm not from here. I, you know, obviously you can tell I'm from New York. And I'm like, yeah, my husband's from New York. He's like, most of my family is in New York. And <laughs> so I ended up sounding like I'm, you know, a, a natural New Yorker because the minute I talk to somebody from New York, I start sounding like I'm from New York. <laughs> As it has the coffee and he's like, oh, you're back. You know, it's so good. Thank you so much. It's the first time I had coffee from Starbucks in a very long time. You know, I'm not like really near any of those and da, da, da. And I was like, totally understand. Here you go. And, you know, I told him where my husband's from. He's like, oh, I'm out from like the Huntington, Port Jeff area, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, thanks. So nice to meet you. And I greet him by name. And I'm like, I will find him again. Now I know I like, he likes his coffee black with sugar. Okay. That is so easy for me to do is pick up an extra coffee on my way. You know what? If he's not there, somebody else will be. Every time I go to the farmer's market, I will go to the farmer's market because I want to go see him. <laughs> like, I want to go get him some coffee. 
And I'm saying all of this because I want to encourage you to find ways to encourage yourself and to edify your spirit by taking action and becoming a hope bringer. I really believe if you are going to like just coach yourself, lead yourself well, finding ways to bless other people is one of the best ways to do it. So if you want to feel encouraged this year at Christmas and you want to feel like full of hope, go bring it. I'm, that's that's my uh, literal summary of 2022. If I want to tell you everything, if you want hope, go bring it. So, uh, yeah, and I would love to know how you guys do that. So over on Facebook and the Christian Life Coach Collective Facebook group, jump in there and tell us how you're bringing hope this season or on Instagram, Laura Malone SSM. And all of that's in the show notes. So jump over and tell us how you are bringing hope and how you experience hope being brought to you. Do you have some kind of tradition? Do you have something that you just, you know, get inspired about? It just shows up, it just pops up for you. I really like my, my internal ministry is do something for the one whoever the one is. Maybe they're homeless. Maybe they're rich. Maybe they're poor in spirit. Maybe they are broken. Maybe they're cranky. Tip them extra. And don't just give them extra money. Tell them why. Leave them a little note on the back of the receipt. And it's just meeting the one, the needs of the one, loving the one. Because you know what? Jesus, he left 900 and 99 others to come find me because I'm one. And I was a desperate one back in the day. And now I am still one that has a, a purpose and a calling to bring hope to others and to leave 999 others to go help Jesus find the one. That's what I do now. It's what you do. So go find the one and be the one that is more greatly blessed than you can ever expect or imagine. All right. Merry Christmas, friends. Hey, thanks for listening. And I would love it if you could leave me a review wherever you listen to this podcast and tell me what you're loving about it. It helps other people who are looking for transformation and change and growth in their lives find me. And if you want to learn about becoming a coach with any of your superpowers, head over to sterlingandstonementoring.com and check out the greenhouse course. See you there.